Welcome to Catholic Sports View, a look at the athletes and coaches who shape the Trinity League. Exploring where athletics meets faith. Now, here's your host, Bob Gibson. Welcome to Catholic Sports View, brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange. I am Bob Gibson. We're sure glad you joined us as we kick off a brand new school year and a brand new fall season in the world of Trinity League athletics. Keep it right here on Catholic Sports View. Uh, all school year long, we cover everything, each and every sport from top to bottom. We're going to talk to all the coaches, athletes, athletic directors, uh, everybody involved in Trinity League athletics. We try to talk to as many of them as possible, and we cover it all right here on Catholic Sports View. We sure have a whole lot of fun because the Trinity League is the premier league in high school sports in the United States, probably the world, but I don't know if, uh, if there's somewhere else in another country where there's a better high school sports league. But if there is, uh, we'd sure like to know about it because I don't think there's anything better than the Trinity League as a whole when it comes to the entirety of high school athletics. Well, we're excited to kick off a new season. The fall is here. We're going to talk a lot of football, of course, water polo, uh, girls golf, but uh, we're going to kick things off with volleyball. We did that a year ago as well. So, uh, a happenstance that uh, we're going to talk some volleyball, girls volleyball to start off the season. And uh, we had a great conversation with Mike Murphy, the uh, longtime uh, girls volleyball coach over at J. Sarah Catholic. And uh, it was a fun conversation. Hope springs eternal, as I mentioned in the interview, uh, because it is a brand new season and uh, everything uh, starts from scratch. And he's got a good group uh, coming in once again. So here's our discussion with Mike Murphy. Let's say hello to the girls volleyball coach over at J. Sarah Catholic High School. And that is Mike Murphy. Coach, uh, good to talk with you again. Uh, a new season. Get ready to start. Uh, it's, it's, it's that brand new excitement, that feeling again, right? Oh, yeah. Summertime, summer camp. Uh, the kids, uh, we got a lot of incoming freshmen. We have about 64. And so uh, wow. probably, I think there's 97 at our camp. So our numbers are big. But yeah, a ton of excitement in the gym. Uh, a lot of enthusiasm regarding the upcoming season. But uh, thanks for having us, Bob. It's great to meet with you and uh, look forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's it, it's a fun time because it's it's the beginning of a new school year, fall sports, and, and it's fun because, uh, right, hope, hope springs eternal, right? So it's, it's, it's the old saying, but uh, it's so true because it's a chance to, to to have that new season. And and you're right, welcome in that new crop of girls who have never played high school volleyball, who are ready to to start. But in this sport, very few newbies to the sport, right? Most kids yeah. coming in have already played club volleyball for quite some time. Of course, yeah. I guess that would help their adjustment to high school volleyball. Yeah, I think some I think especially in today's uh current club culture, students actually don't realize how how different the the two experiences are. I think one of them is, you know, you commute to a club and maybe you practice 3 days a week, you play a tournament every month or so. Maybe there's a travel tournament at the end of the year. And it's it's kind of uh, there's 12 girls on the team. You know, I mean, you, you get to meet each other, but mostly you're clocking in and clocking out. But the thing I love about high school sports and high school volleyball in particular is, um, you know, they spend about four months together and they're practicing five days a week. We compete at least twice a week. We have a handful of tournaments throughout the year. So these girls are really developing tight bonds, tight knit bonds. And the just the I would say the relational community aspect is a lot more caters for the growth of each individual athlete. Um, they're playing with girls that are from different clubs. They're playing with girls that are from uh, different grades, you know, different levels, and they have to find a way to win. So I really, uh, I really prefer, you know, the girls coming in with some club experience, but once they get to high school, they, 
they learn a lot about themselves in context to their schoolmates. Yeah, I think you really nailed it right there because you're right. Uh, you know, the, the club scene, of course, has its importance and then the two seasons run into each other. So it's, you, you, sure. you know, you don't have to choose. Nobody has to choose yeah, when we're playing one or the other, which I love it. And, but you're right. There's still something about playing for your school, that high school name across the front of your uniform, yeah. trying to win a league championship, maybe getting a chance to go to the playoffs, win a, win a CIF champ, whatever it is. There's still that excitement of, of, of getting together with your classmates that you see day in and day out. And, and working towards a goal like that. That's it. And it's got to be for you so much fun to see those girls, you know, maybe, maybe not know each other so well and then come together as, the, as that unit uh, at some point in the season and, and really work towards definitely. that goal. Yeah, definitely. What do you do? What do you, how do you, how do you approach the beginning of a new season? Yeah, totally. So um, the first thing is to get everybody together. You know, I mean, we have a summer camp here and it goes for three weeks and, um, I mean, we really don't start making teams until the second week. Um, and it's kind of starts with varsity and works its way on down. We have four teams. So I like to get them all in the gym playing together. Um, I like to have, you know, the upperclassmen kind of, um, showing the underclassmen what it, what it's like to be a part of the program and really setting the course for, um, for the rest of the year. I like to have a theme for the year. So our theme this year, we have it on the back of my shirt. It says, um, for the joy set before us. And it really comes from the verse in Hebrews chapter 12, which says, for Jesus, let's look to Jesus for who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And so it's just a picture that I communicated to all these kids at the beginning of the camp. They're all wearing the T-shirts with the slogan on the back. Mm -hmm. We just say, do you realize that you were designed and created for these moments that we have because of the joy that was in front of God? And not only did he create you for, for that purpose, he's rescued us and redeemed us for that purpose. And so, therefore, our job is to find the joy before us and to be motivated out of joy and enthusiasm for the sport because that's what's meant to fuel us. You know, and sometimes as an athlete or as a coach, we get so mission-focused and so, um, you know, oriented with, with the picture that's right that we're in in that moment, you know. And a lot of kids are looking at college and a lot of kids are, you know, looking at um, – their playing time and a lot of kids are looking at the success of their their team and for me i like to keep the main thing that's one thing that our athletic director chris ledyard likes to keep in the front of our um our mission statement is keep the main thing the main thing you know and so i want the kids to pursue excellence for sure and success on the court but do it from a place that's centered in their identity being content with the joy that they have for the sport for fellowship with each other and you know just for the entirety of the season what does that mean to you personally to be able to, to, to root your program in the faith and, and to be able to talk openly about that? Oh, it's it's essential. I mean, that's why I'm at J. Sarah Catholic High School. It's a big part of what I do, and it really keeps me centered on remembering why I coach and remembering what my mission is, you know. Mm-hmm. I think so often it's easy to get sidetracked in the, the you know, the grind of a, of a high school season. It's, it's it's condensed, but it is it is a lot of volleyball in three months, and, you know, the girls are – hearing my voice day in and day out. And um, I, I feel like in the, in the past, I've definitely experienced, um, you know, competitive exhaustion or competitive frustration and competitive expectancy, you know, trying to get, trying to get our, our goals met. But I feel like it's so important um, to be able to invite God and to be able to invite him as a father and him as um, a shepherd into what we do with these kids. And um, it really helps us be, become good leaders. 22 wins uh, a year ago, uh, uh, third place finish in, in, in the Trinity League, uh, a couple rounds into the playoffs. 
what do you have coming back? What do you have to work with that's coming back from a good 20-win season from a year ago? Yeah, we graduated a handful of kids. Um, they're great kids, um, super loyal to the program. We're going to miss them a ton, but we also have 11 returners. And um, I feel like the returners needed that season under under their belt, hmm. um, especially with the group of seniors we had last year, just to kind of pass the torch, I would say. Hmm. Um, and I feel like the returners that, that we have are – we were pretty deep in every position, so it's going to be a season full of competition and just camaraderie. You know, I mean, we're not we're we're never competing against one another in our in our program, but we're also we have the the depth to really sharpen every girl on the varsity level. So um, I would say that the kids that are returning, they know what it's like to compete in the Trinity League. They know what it's like to go to CIF. Um, some of the new players that we're welcoming, they're talented, high-level, um, elite quality players. And um, I feel like the combination of those two things really supports like a, a strong foundation uh, for our varsity team taking off this year. So, yeah, I'm really excited about the group that, and the way it came together. Um, I mean, we have the quarterbacks in the, in the setting position. Uh, we have the outsides with experience. They like to fight have the middle blockers that are really physical and talented. They're good volleyball players, not just good in the middle. Obviously, our opposites we're, we're super deep with. They can all score. Um, our liberos uh, senior, and she's very confident, very capable player. So I feel like we're right there. And, yeah. It's, you know, and, and of course, it's the Trinity League, right? It's a tough league. Uh, no, no matter what, you've got some other great uh, programs. And there's always a battle for talent, right? I mean, you know, you're, you're trying to attract talent to, to, to come to your school to, to compete. But again, it's Southern California. There's no shortage of volleyball talent in this region. And it seems like we have so many strong teams. I think that goes to show the club atmosphere is working as well to, to help train these girls. But then the high schools, uh, coaches are ready to, to welcome in you know, that talent as well and, and, and continue to, to, to foster the growth of the talent as well. And, uh, you know, it looks like the volleyball community is as strong as it's ever been right now. I would say so. Yeah. There's, we live in a pretty dense region, uh, for volleyball hotbed for, for girls volleyball, especially. And there are several clubs, you know, big powerhouse clubs. There's, there's smaller clubs in the area. I do coach club. I coach for San Clemente volleyball club. I've been there for three years and I love the community aspect of it. And, um, yeah, but you can, if you're a volleyball player in South Orange County and Orange County, you can find a home to where you can contribute, develop, grow, and attain your goals. So, yeah, it's really a special time. There is also the beach influence, too, where girls are crossing over, yeah. and they're spending a ton of time, time in the sand, which in turn benefits their indoor game, makes them more well-rounded players, teaches them how to win, teaches them how to compete, how to carry a little bit more on their shoulders, and not be so just positionally oriented, you know, so they're half, they're having to do more, multiple skills all the time and cover 50% of the court. So that's really benefited the sport. Um, it's kind of caught fire. Our beach program is great. Heidi Colapinto does a great job with yeah. it. And, um, but yeah, so here we are. And I was going to ask you about that. Are, are we seeing a crossover? Are girls playing both? Are girls having to choose between sand and indoor volleyball? And how much does being a sand player help you maybe in the indoor game as well? Yeah, I think there's a lot of girls who, who decide to play both. Um, yeah. and that's, that's kind of what we're seeing. There is a new wave of, of athletes that are going to, to the sand only. Um, and CIF is still trying to work that out with some of the clubs because, you know, there's no real comp competition for indoor high school volleyball with indoor club volleyball. But as soon as we get into the spring season with the beach volleyball, 
season for CIF, there are also beach clubs that are, you know, are trying to take those girls to tournaments and stuff like mm. that. And there's also indoor club volleyball. So there is some overlap. And I think that eventually what we're going to see is I think towards like their junior year, their senior year, girls either decide I'm going to play indoor, I'm going to play both, or I'm going to go sand only. And it's just kind of preference and it depends on the athlete and their competitive kind of drive. You mentioned uh, your athletic director, Chris Ledyard, and, and, and the, the program around the school, the, the, the entire athletic department that, that builds there. Jay Sarah, I really feel like has taken a leap uh, in the last couple of years. The, the entire athletic department has really gotten itself into a spot where all the sports are competitive. All the sports are, are right there among the top teams in the area. Does it feel like that from the inside as well? Like it's just, it's really a good competition that, that every team is, is really competing well in their field. Oh yeah, we. I mean, we're in such a such a special period to be to be a lion here for the athletes and also for the coaches and the staff. A lot of momentum from last year. Tons of sports had success. CIF championships, state championships, league championships, yeah. um, and all that goes to to athletics. And we feel it. We feel the the momentum. We feel the energy surrounding that. And it kind of we piggyback on each other. You know, I mean, we meet monthly. We meet pretty regularly as a as a staff, athletic staff, and um, I mean, at any given point, we run into each other on campus. We have great relationships, um, a lot of camaraderie. We definitely bounce things off of each other. So I would say that, yeah, the success of some of the bigger programs and uh, some of the recent strides that some of those programs have taken have really benefited, in particular, my program. I mean, we're, we're at capacity as a school. Athletically, this is the biggest our, my program's ever been uh, as far as numbers go. Um, it's the deepest we've ever been. Uh, my JV team one league last year, my Froshoff team took second, you know, so we have a pretty stacked couple of uh, classes coming up here. So my freshman class is good. I'm, I'm going to actually carry a freshman on varsity this year, Catherine Nowak. She's got a sister in the program also, and I'm uh, really excited about her future. But yeah, I would say that Chris has done a really great job just connecting the, the culture of athletics to we're, I mean, we're not on an island, you know, we're all kind of working together. We're all kind of benefiting from each other's successes. And, and yeah, we, we do collaborate a lot on a lot of the culture things in our programs. You know, it wasn't that long ago, a freshman or a sophomore on varsity was unheard of, right? It would be very, very, very rare to, to see that. But uh, more and more now, you're, you, you know, you're starting to see that. Are kids just that much more advanced than they were maybe back when you and I were in high school? It's just, I mean, there, it's definitely the exception to the rule. You know, mm-hmm. you want you want freshmen to develop, but it, I mean, my perspective is if you're going to contribute on varsity and you're going to have an impact, and it makes sense for for your development and the team chemistry, so I would I would go for it. You know, but um, I don't want to bring up a freshman and just have her, you know, sit on the bench all year. So yeah. <laughs> not the intention there. Yeah, I'm guessing it's pretty special. It's a talented person that's going to make varsity because totally. they're, they're going to play if they made it. <laughs> they got to be a good kid. They got to be a good kid. <laughs> it really shapes up to be another strong uh, league race uh, yeah. across the board as well. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's been tight the last couple of years. We took second the year the previous year, yeah. and then last year we had we it was a close one and some, there was an upset and we ended up taking third. I thought we should have taken second, but I see this year as we're going to be contending. I mean, our goal is to win the Trinity for sure. Um, I know there's some, some good uh, rosters that we're going to come up against with stacked teams, and um, but that's something that we embrace, and we 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 definitely don't back down from a fight. I, I look at these kids in the in the program, and there's no fear. I mean, we talk a lot about joy, and we're definitely 
we have nothing to prove and we're not, you know, there's no target on our back. And, uh, but I feel like this year will be pretty special for us. What are the team bonding things that, uh, that you do during the season that, you know, help make this team a uh, team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely schedule some, some things and we have a breakfast that we do a pretty big breakfast um, where the kids all dress up and we go out, we do some stuff down at the beach. We do some internal stuff within the program, like some sister stuff where, you know, you get varsity and the frost teams, you get JV and freshman team kind of working together and doing some activities. Uh, we do a team service day where we get out into our community in San Juan and we go to the mission and we do the J Sarah's or not J Sarah, the Sarah's pantry, uh, where the kids are involved in distributing food to those that, uh, are interested in receiving food in the community. So, um, yeah, we just want to spend a lot of time together off the court also, um, I know these girls have a lot of friendships and it's important, you know, the chemistry of a team that they feel not only that they belong to something special, but regardless of the role, I mean, if you have a roster over 12 kids, you know, then there's kids sitting out of practice and, you know, the the higher up into the teens that you get for putting girls on your team, the the less likely they they are to contribute on the court during matches. But once, once you can convince people that they have the same value, regardless of their contribution or their, their participation in the match, that's when it really becomes special. So that's the goal right there is to just get every kid buying into the to the culture. Obviously, you're the head of the program, but uh, you have uh, assistant coaches that, that, of course, help you out as well. And you're the girls' beach assistant coach, and then Coach Colapinto is your assistant coach, right? So you guys trade off in that role kind of for beach versus um, I, indoor? I did, I did work with her a little bit on the beach. Um, I'm now on oh, okay. this next season just because I'm so involved with the club stuff. But right. um yeah, she she is uh, my coaching staff is the best it's been. Um, my assistant Andrea Corey, she also is a math teacher on the other side. She runs our freshman team. My assistant Ali Stapleton, she played at BYU, um, was a stud. She helps me work with our middle blockers and our attackers. And then Heidi was a setter at Pepperdine. She helps work with our our setting, and she also runs our JV team. And then my frost soft coach uh, Caleb Partida is awesome. He helped out on our beach program. And he's just a great guy to have uh, on staff. And they all care about these kids. They all care about pushing them and challenging them. And they love to work hard. These these coaches show up and they, you know, usually what I do is I, I ask people to hold out their hands and I put some imaginary seeds in their hands and say, hey, go out and sow them. Get to work. These kids need these kids need to, something for them to grow. And these coaches are the first one to grab a shovel, you know, first one to grab a ball and start putting it in. So, I, I just really love working with them. I'm super blessed. It's, it seems like there's so many um, players that come through this area and then they want to come back and coach, right? I mean, it almost seems like, yeah. I, I guess, a natural. And that's great to have that that talent come back through. And then the new kids can say, hey, you know, the, these were coaches that stood in my, my shoes at one time and, and, you know, had the same road that they traveled. Yeah, definitely. That's really important for kids, I think, that is, as we've gone through everything kids have gone through those couple of years, coaches too, but, you know, with COVID and everything else, um, you know, it's nice, it's nice to know that you have that, uh, that stability in coaching. Is that important to have that stability at, uh, in, in the coaching staff to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to build something and, you know, coaches understand the vision, then it makes, it makes delegating that much easier and it makes kind of the partnership that we all form and the direction where we're going, it, it makes it uh, straightforward, you know? I mean, having walk-on coaches at any high school is tough to retain. They're tough to retain, you know? So if you can get them teaching jobs or get them on campus, um, it really helps with the longevity of the program and, and kind of carrying it over year to year that there's congruency. 
it's healthy for the kids too. I feel like they, they have a history with these coaches that they've built and that's really has been established over, you know, a number of years. So I, I really want to keep my coaching staff here and I'll do whatever it takes to do that. So give us the names of a couple of players that are coming on the scene that, that we should keep an eye on this year. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of seniors that are, um, right. Pretty, pretty experienced. So we have Jesse Bates. Uh, she's a setter. She plays some opposite. She's a great kid. High, high profile athlete. Uh, we have Tatum Johnson. She's a middle blocker. Another returner. These guys are four year starting varsity. They played oh. as freshmen. I mean, their freshman year, unfortunately, was the COVID year. Right. And then we have Peyton Mossberger, another senior libero. Reese Brown is another senior and she will be coming in to contribute and really like bring some energy to our front row attacking. But, um, yeah, we're deep. I mean, we, I have, like I said, a freshman. We have a handful of juniors. We have, uh, one, two, three, four. We have five sophomores wow. so, i mean the program is is pretty diverse i would say uh, yeah i'm fired up i mean all the girls that were are returning have improved since last season they had a big year of club under their belt they understand the trinity league they understand cif and i feel like we have some unfinished business from last season we lost in five in the second round to harvard westlake yeah. and it was actually the match had to be pushed up because of our was it prom or well, winter formal homecoming one of those i think it was homecoming <laughs> and uh so we it was just kind of an an odd match back and forth and at the end of the day they beat us in five but um there's a lot of a lot of still left over from that match and i think the kids have something to prove this year so it's always good to have that uh that goal uh and that little memory in the back of your mind hey we, we got some unfinished business to take totally. care of yep. <laughs> hey coach thanks for uh taking some time it's a new season it's a new school year and we're excited we can tell you're fired up as well and uh we're excited to see what the lions do this year bob thanks so much for having me it's great to talk with you, with you again look forward to a great year yeah absolutely that's mike murphy uh head girls volleyball coach at jay sarah catholic Again, I want to say uh, my thanks to Coach Murphy. Uh, a lot of fun to talk with him again. And uh, that Jay Sarah uh, program just continues to grow and grow. And uh, they're aiming for a, a Trinity League title this year. Uh, as there are other teams as well, but uh, the competition will be stiff, as, as we talked about. That'll wrap things up for us here for this week. Uh, if you'd like to uh, join us online, uh, you can catch us uh, on Twitter if you're uh, so inclined. That's at CatholicSV. And then you can always drop us an email if you'd like to do that as well, catholicsportsfan at gmail.com. Give us some ideas. Uh, maybe there's somebody we haven't talked to yet or somebody you think we should talk to. Uh, there'd be a fun story to do here on the show. We'd love to hear about it as well. We cover the Trinity League each and every week right here, and we will do that throughout the school year. As I said at the top, it's going to be a lot of fun. A new school year starting off right now, so uh, keep it right here. I am Bob Gibson. <clears throat> we are, of course, brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Orange. And we uh, hope you'll join us all season long right here on Catholic Sports View, where athletics meets faith. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Catholic Sports View, exploring where athletics meets faith, a production of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. Tell a friend about this podcast and be sure to share on your social media platforms. We'll catch up with you again next week right here on Catholic Sports View.